It is impossible to say how first the ideal entered my brain, but once conceived, it haunted me day and night. Object, there was none. Passion, there was none. I love the old man. He had never wronged me. He had never given me insult. For his gold, I had no desire. I think it was his eye. Yes, it was this. He had the eye of a vulture, a pale blue eye. And that's what we're revealing this week. All right. I didn't know where he was going for this. I was like, what's going on? But yeah, I like it. Was, it took us, it was long to get there, but we got Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. You know, uh, that may be foreshadowing for our review tonight. Anyway, I'm Chad. I'm Matt. And you're listening to episode 91 of We Used to Talk About This at Work. All right. So I just want to say, first off, how are you feeling, Matt? I'm doing a lot better. Your boy was doing bad a couple of days ago. Yeah. So um, for the audience, um, weird. Matt and I, we live like thousands of miles away from each other, but we were both sick at the same time. And I just want to know, guess this week, were you sick this week? I was not sick this week, but I dodged a bullet because my friend who was visiting me this week got just the night before, like I had to go out and get him chicken noodle soup and Tylenol because he was not used to this cold and we got caught out in the rain. And so everyone around me got sick, but I did not get sick. Okay. Well, I'm really happy Love to you. hear you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Agreed. So um, not currently in New York city and not sick. I would like to introduce. Eva, how are you doing? I actually am in New York City currently. Oh, no, no, I think no, you said not. True. Yeah, no, and you not, said not. And, and, and not sick. Yeah, I'm not sick. I am yeah. in New York City. Yeah. 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 Hello. Yes. yes. <laughs> this yes. is going off. We're starting great. This, we're starting. This is a very awkward bit we're doing, but we're going to push That's through okay. it. All right. You know? That's okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm into it. I'm into it. I'm into the awkward. So um, can you give a brief like summary? Who the heck are you? Sure. Um, my name is Ava. I have a YouTube channel called Evasive where I have started making video essays last year. I also do stand-up comedy in New York. So the video essays were kind of just to add on to the comedy. Um, that's kind of it for my creative resume so far. I don't really have a lot under my belt yet, but I did make a video called I Watched Every Oscar Best Picture Winner where I put myself through that kind of pain and the YouTube algorithm picked it up and kind of just gave me 120,000 views for Christmas, which is pretty cool. <laughs> wow. So, wow. yeah, so that's how, I, well, actually I saw you have another video on your channel um, is um, who won the Zach and Cody sweepstakes. Yeah, that was my first one. I investigated who won the Zach and Cody Danimal sweepstakes. Um, and then that one has the comments turned off because it turns out even if your uh, video is about kids content from 2009, they still don't like to have comments on that. So I've learned my lesson. Can't cover kids content anymore or they're going to take my comment section away. Did you, you marked it safe for kids? No, not even. It's just, they saw, they like picked up like, oh, there's footage from Zach and Cody in this video. No comments allowed. Wow. Okay. Is so, that a kids thing or is that like a copyright from the show thing? 
it was like a kid's thing because none of my other videos have that issue. And I just noticed like YouTube does that with anything that they deem like that could be kids content or that has kids content in it. YouTube might just automatically flag it and turn the comments off. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I get it's, very, it's so annoying. I get, <laughs> yes. I get very annoyed with YouTube. Like I want to be experimental is not the right word that's the first thing that jumped in my head but i i, I want to do more with the editing and stuff and like add like clips of stuff on like our youtube stuff but it just really annoys me like the copyright stuff like, yeah i mean in in my case like my videos are full of copyrighted yes. clips and all that it it seems like youtube is kind of hit and miss it's like if the content is like new like if it just came out they have an issue with it but it seems like they have more of an issue with the audio. Like if you have the video and the audio and if it plays for longer than a few seconds. Yeah. I don't know what the rules are exactly. Well, I'm still figuring this stuff no out. No one knows the rules. That's the problem. Yeah. You, YouTube doesn't even know the rules. Like uh, two years ago, we had a Christmas episode where we listed our favorite Christmas episodes. Christmas episodes. <laughs> where we listed our favorite Christmas movies. And mm. so like I added like clips from the trailers of what we were talking about. And like, I got so, I got like 12 copyright claims on that video. And I'm like, there's no audio. I like mess with the image so that it didn't, it like kind of distorted it. Like I, I reversed the yeah. image and I'm like, why does uh, Universal Pictures care about a clip from Frosty the Snowman? What yeah, are we doing? I don't like when I uploaded my Oscar video, it first sent it back with like two copyright things and it was for like really random stuff like it was stuff stuff that I thought would be copyright noticed wasn't but then it was like oh we detected um the Jefferson Airplane uh, White Rabbit song in the background of your platoon clip that's copyrighted like it's like so you picked up that but you didn't pick up like the 100 other movie yeah. clips that I use like yeah I don't know I think that's just how it goes so you have to like test upload a video and then see what YouTube deems not monetizable and then just remove it and try again yeah. i think that's the only way to do it yeah i don't have the patience for that so that's why it's just a clip you know it, it's just us talking and then a still image of the poster of the movie and then we just mm -hmm. keep it the fuck moving <laughs> of course of course but um so what are the origins of your all of your online name and how long has have you been a content creator so my online name, I kind of just picked it last year because I was like every every great YouTuber has a pun in their name. Um, Shan Spear, uh, Captain Christian, Scott the Waz, uh, <laughs> Nico Cotto Avocado. That's it. That might Others. actually there, there, there aren't that many actually now that I think about <laughs> it. So just never mind. But um, pick the name that was a pun. My previous YouTube name was also a pun. The name before that was a pun. Um, over the last, like, since 2010, I just made, like, sporadic attempts at YouTube and content creation. Like, when I was, like, 2010 to 2012, I was really into, <laughs> you ever heard of a YouTube poop? You know what that is? They're, no. like, no. download, it's basically downloading movies or TV shows and then just, like, getting really crazy with the editing and making them do shit that they shouldn't be doing. Um, I used to do that for years. That's how I taught myself how to edit. And then 
I put it away and then came back to YouTube a few years later and tried to do like video game videos. I gave up on that in about six months because it was too much effort. Yeah, I saw your I saw your Bayonetta video and I was like, yeah. this is cool. I'm not really into Bayonetta, but this is cool. Yeah, well, the whole point of that video was just that like I wanted to make videos that I thought my friends would like. And that one was yeah. like, uh, none of my friends know this character and most of my friends aren't gamers and would never play this game anyway. So I'm mm -hmm. like, I'm going to explain it for those people. That's kind of who I want to make videos for is like the average person who doesn't have the time to invest into researching this yes, dumb stuff. Yeah. Every single Oscar winning movie. Yeah. Which one thing I will say about that is that people in the comments assume that I did that all in one go. I did that over the course of like a year. I did yeah. not. <laughs> yeah, that's like, that would consume your whole life yeah, for no, like I didn't, several months. But I didn't specify because I'm like, you know what? You can believe whatever you want. I mean. Do, do you, you want me to edit that out? You know, I don't, don't want to break I, the illusion. It's, it's not It's not a secret. I don't. Don't break character. I don't even care. I'm just like, whatever. <laughs> that's what well, my name, my name video. is evasive. I'm evasive because I'm not answering. I'm right. not answering your questions. What'd you say, Matt? Well, I'm saying that's good because speaking of Bonetta, like when they were talking about the voice actress not getting paid money and like they use somebody else. And I was like, I don't know how much voice actors get. Is this a lot? If she's asking for two bucks, I just went to YouTube and I watched somebody explain it. I was like, dumb it down. They dumbed it down and they explained the situation. I was like, OK, this makes sense now. I got it. Yeah. And then it turns out that she was like lying about yeah, how yeah. much they offered her. And I was like. Yeah. Like I, I mentioned that in my video and I'm just like, I don't, I don't We're even know what's going on that. here. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -mm. yeah. So walk us through your process. Like what, how, how, what do these ideas come from? Like what, what are we doing here? Sure. Well, I just, a lot of the ideas I just get when I'm on the subway in New York city and I just think of something or I read something on my phone and I'm like, that's an idea. And I have this little phone note where I keep all of my video essay ideas. And then when it's time to make a new one, I just read that note and I'm like, pick one from that list, whichever fits. Like I'm trying to pre-plan stuff. Like for March, I'm going to do a video where I <clears throat> really research the Washington Generals, which is the basketball team that always loses to the Harlem Globetrotters. I would just um, assume that they're just like a, um, like a money laundering scheme. Like you, not, yeah, but they real. have like, they have their own social media. They have their own like YouTube channel. They technically have their own win-loss record. They have real players where their whole job is just to lose every game. <laughs> right. I, so I was like, I want to see what their win-loss record is. <laughs> yeah. I Like, and all the players have their own social media and it's like, there's a hole. Like when they, I, I just thought like it was all a scam. Like they're all Harlem Globetrotters and they just swap out like a magic you, trick you or something. You'd think, but I went to a Harlem Globetrotters game right before COVID. That was like the last live event I went to before COVID happened. I saw the Harlem Globetrotters in Madison Square. Mm -hmm. And yeah, they, they're all they're all characters. They all got their own nicknames, but the Washington Generals are like their own lesser paid other actors that oh, okay. don't get their own nicknames and don't get their own everyone boos at them every game it's <laughs> so it's it's basically rest wrestling for basketball it it is it it, yeah. it is because the game's like i really want to dig into it because like the the other team won like a few times and it was on accident every single time that they won <laughs> yes accident i hear you 
what are you doing making that three right now? Right. <laughs> You're supposed to slip on some water. <laughs> that is, that's exactly what it was. It was like a buzzer beater. And then all it, the article I read was like the kids um, all reacted like someone just shot Santa Claus. <laughs> How dare you win? <laughs> so, um, as a content creator, um, how how do you feel about the whole grind of like YouTube and putting shit out there and this hits but this doesn't hit? Like, what do you what are your feelings on all that? Well, and your, I'm in your personal growth. Yeah, I'm still kind of new to the whole game, so I don't really have enough experience to really have a developed opinion on it. I'm in a lucky position because I still have a day job that pays my bills while I try to make something out of YouTube and comedy and all that, but not everyone is so lucky, but it's like anything else I've read. It's like, once you make it your job, it stops being as fun as it used to be, because then there's always the stress of this has to make money so I can pay rent. And for now my rent is paid through other means. So I don't have to worry about that yet. Comedy is starting to make me a little bit of money now though. Um, I've been doing stand up for about a year and a few months and a few months ago, I started getting paid for performances. So it's a step in the right direction. So what is it like being a stand-up and in New York of all places? Like, aren't they like, where was that in New York where they threw that beer bottle at that woman? <laughs> I don't even, I don't know. That was either here or LA. Um, right. I don't know which one it was, but New York is, I mean, it's fun. It's like, if you're going to do comedy anywhere, it's either here or Chicago or LA, at least in America, it's one of those three cities. And it just feels like it's intimidating because like there's thousands of talented comedians in this city, like thousands. I go to an open mic and like every single person is good. I'll see 40 comedians in a row and they're all amazing. And it's like, it, it takes a lot more than just being good at comedy to stand out. You have to also learn how to market yourself, how yeah. to do other things. And that's kind of what doing YouTube started as for me. It was like another comedy outlet while I did did stand up. I did want to throw out there that I did think that your, your videos are funny. Like you are funny, like in your videos. And I I do like your editing. I was very jealous of the editing. I, Um, that's just years and years of experience. Like I still have my YouTube videos that I made in like 2010 now I'm gonna um, be honest. I didn't look at that because I saw it was there. No, because so like, they're yeah. like it's a different channel. I don't give that out to just anyone. I give it out when I show okay. it at like a party. I'm like, look at this stupid video I made, you know, 12 <laughs> years ago. Okay, now like I saw like that you have white people part three, Caucasian fever. I was like, I don't know what's happening there. There was <laughs> there was a period of time where I kind of used my YouTube channel as just like kind of just a dumping grounds for whatever I filmed on my camera, like on my phone. There was a lot more. I deleted a lot of them because it was like videos of my friends and stuff, but some were just like too good. Um, There was one video like four years ago where it got like 500,000 views because Barstool stole it from me Um, (laughs) back when Barstool was like notorious for that. Mm -hmm. And it was like a video. it's, It's the only shorts I think I have. And it's like a guy in Washington Square Park who's like almost naked on a fountain um, with water shooting up his ass, screaming, I am Iron Man. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just some guy, just some guy filmed. I just happened to pull my camera out at just the right moment and capture that. And then Barstool stole my video. So 
and yeah. Um, so what's the last movie you saw outside of something for quote unquote work? Um, well, last thing I saw in theaters was Avatar 2. And I think that, that's a lot of people. Uh, I want to go off, see first off, yeah. it is The Way of Water. Okay? Oh, yeah, sorry. The way show of water. respect to James yeah. Cameron. <laughs> I will say about that movie, I thought that Avatar The Last Airbender Book One Water was better than Avatar. <laughs> the way of water but that's just <laughs> they they had the same guy because like they play like prince zuko and um colonel quaritch was his name they did the same thing where it's like quaritch is trying to hunt down jake sully the whole movie that's the exact same thing they did in avatar book one with prince zuko hunting down ang like mm-hmm. there's too many parallels man you be- you better get ready for fucking avatar three here comes the fire nation okay i yeah that's I'm just waiting for them to just start ripping things verbatim from the other avatar <laughs> and make a billion dollars on it while of course the last airbender flopped. Yeah, I want to see the next like Navi tribe that they show. Yeah, the ones like, that live inside of a volcano and shit. Yeah, or maybe they like they're on the windswept plains of whatever James Cameron came up with. Yeah. It was actually like it was. So it was weird to watch Avatar 2 because I realized when I was watching it that um, I think it was the youngest daughter in the movie. I had like met her once before when I interned at a casting office. She had like come in for a role. And I only remember this because her her resume had like her name and then it said like Avatar 2, 3, 4, and 5. And that was all that was on her resume. (laughs) That's all you need to know. Yeah, that was all she had. Because this was like that... Those movies are all filmed. Like they're yeah. they're done with that already. Now yeah. it's just spending billions on special effects. Yeah. Lastly, what are you playing right now since you are a bit of a gamer? Um, a bunch of things. I'm kind of one of those people who never who I can't just play one game. I have to be playing like one game of every genre. So I have like one shooter going, one platformer, one racing game, one whatever. Um, so like right now. I'm playing the Yakuza series. I'm having a lot of fun with that. Um, I'm playing Okami, the Ooh. game where you're like a little wolf. Yeah. I played that when I was a kid and I'm playing it again, like for the first time since I was a kid. And what are you planning on now? PlayStation. I'm like okay. a PlayStation. That's like my main, my main jam is PlayStation. I don't have a PS5 yet though. I don't have that kind of money, but. Okay. Okay. You're, you're maybe in another year. I gotcha. Me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. PS4, I'm I'm good with. I still have like several years worth of PS4 games to get through. I got you. Yeah, both broke asses. I got you. Okay. Hey man, everybody ain't rich like you. Hey, I used to be rich, and <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Then life happens. Life we'll, happens. We'll leave it at that. Okay, so uh, Yakuza, um, Okami. Okami. I, do- I just downloaded Psychonauts 2. I haven't played that yet. I always play games like years after they come out. Like is, I still haven't it, played Cyberpunk. I still is it played. free or did you buy it? I bought it, but most of the games I get are just whatever's on sale on the PlayStation Store. Oh, see, is... I, I, I subscribe to whatever the fuck the service is because... PlayStation... Yeah, yeah, it's too confusing yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Too many things. PlayStation, here's my money. And so PlayStation, yeah, just give me my games. Yeah, just just yes, here. So like it's like, yeah, I'm not giving you any money. 
Also, you know, I go to my local library because I, as referenced earlier, I am, I too am broke ass now. So, yeah. But Man, I do want to play Psychonauts too. Local library. They got good stuff out there. I know. Like, um, spoilers, I just got uh, Gotham Knights from the library. I am, I'm waiting to reserve because I never buy, very rarely do I ever buy a game new anymore because games never come out actually finished. Well, I'm going to talk about that later. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So that's part of my reason for always buying games late. Like the last time I bought a game new, I think was Kingdom Hearts 3, which was, that was like three years ago. So we're almost four years ago now. Damn. Like I, I I never played any of them, and then I got like that collection for Christmas, and I beat the first one. I'm like, okay, and then I immediately went to part two because like I'm not playing Chain of Memories. Fuck you. And yeah, then, that's fair. And then I'm like, yeah, I took away all the fucking upgrades I I had from the first one because it's a different game. I'm out. Yeah, I the second one was my favorite because that one's the most like over the top ridiculous of the whole series. That's the one where you're like. You got stuff like, oh, you and Simba are going to scale a gigantic turtle while orchestra music plays. And then you're going to fight on top of this turtle and then you're going to kill Scar's ghost. And then Wait, you what? go to the, yeah, there's <laughs> the final boss is like, there's a dude like throwing buildings at you and he's got like two red lightsabers and he's like flying in space. And it's like, they just get, Kingdom Hearts 2 gets crazy. Like the plot makes no sense, but the gameplay is ridiculous. That's it why didn't I make sense. It don't make sense because you didn't play Chain of Memories, duh. <laughs> I, but I did. I did oh, play Chain shit. of Memories. It's just why this because I was a huge Kingdom Hearts kid when I was like in my Oscar video. I put like the Kingdom Hearts Hercules music, yeah, for each transition, and I got all these comments that are like, "I'm subscribing just because you put Kingdom Hearts music in," and I'm like, "That's that's not a good reason." But I'll I mean, take it. I'm not gonna say no. Yeah. Um. Did you? Is 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 Kylo Ren in in Kingdom Hearts three? Kylo Ren, uh, yeah. no, I there's no there's Star no Star Wars. Wars world, but I could see them doing that for Kingdom Hearts Four. Just throw okay. in some Star Wars and Marvel. Kingdom Hearts Three was mostly Pixar movies because they didn't have the rights to those before. Okay. Oh yeah, because it's so many damn years in between, right? But um, um, speaking of like positive comments leading to like subscribers, you know, you add in the Kingdom Hearts into your videos. What about some of the negative comments? What what are the haters saying? That's my one of my favorite parts because people are not really seeming to get that this is like this video is a joke. Like this is not we're having fun, a serious. Guys. Yeah, this is not a serious analysis. And I linked in my description, like if you want a serious analysis, go. Yeah, his, yeah. yeah. His name is Recollect. He did like a three hour long dissection. And I'm like, if you want a serious analysis, go watch that. This is not a serious analysis. This was me. I didn't expect this video to get over 100,000 views. I was expecting a few thousand max. So, but I, some of these comments are like really funny because you can tell I'm, I'm pulling them up right now. You can tell kind of the, um, what kind of people these are that are leaving these comments just from the way they're typed. Like this one person said, this video just made me mad. You watched the best picture winners. Why? So you could make snarky little comments about them. It wasn't funny. It was just hateful. You claim you went to film school, but it seems like you don't even like movies or darn few of them. See the the darn few. That's, that's how I know. Like (laughs) this person is not the same age as me. 
<laughs> but then at the end, they're like, I'm sorry I devoted 40 minutes into watching it. They wanted to make sure that argument was sound, okay? <laughs> or I, I went over to Recollect's um, video and I saw a guy who left a comment about, <laughs> he left a comment about me on someone else's video. This guy was like, I love this appreciation. I sat through some smart arsed dame's pathetic rundown. The fact that she claims to be a film school graduate does not reflect well on schools. They called you a fucking dame? Like, yeah, were a, they a, alive when Birth of a Nation came out in theaters? A like, smart what the fuck? arsed dame. Yeah, well, in his profile picture, he looks like he's like 60-something, so. <laughs> okay. That is funny. Yeah, I got I got one more, one more, one more really fun one. This guy, his name was uh, Bob. Another profile picture that tells me, you know. Yes. So I have watched his movies. You think it's fun to be all superior and show your Gen Z contempt for the work of past generations? Hmm. It's great to point out the foibles of the past because they didn't have Instagram. What's your point? Never mind. I don't care. You're about as funny and entertaining as the Broadway melody, which made a lot of money and probably paid for your cat. After all, you went to film school, right? What? I have what? Yeah, my, my, paid for my, what do you mean paid for my cat? I think he meant to say car, but I don't have a car either. So and like, like, oh, point out the foibles of the past. No one under the age of 40 has ever said foibles of the past in the sense it meant it. So um, how old are you, if, if I can ask that question? I am in my mid-20s. Oh, God damn, these young people. It's fucking youth, man. It's fucking yeah. youth. These young people. I'm, I know. I'm, I'm sorry to report. I'm sorry to report you guys are old as fuck. I got you. How old do you think we are? I'm gonna say 30s early 30s Aww. mid 30s sure later 30s here we go yes okay okay, okay. I'll, 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 awesome. I'll, I'll i'll take mid 30s but yes i i am technically... you're as old you're as old as you feel <laughs> uh, well then i feel like 45 there my back <laughs> that's why taylor swift is still 22 Right. <laughs> uh, funny enough, we are we were both born on the same date. Oh, yeah. that's fun. Taylor Swift, Swifty fans, uh, December thirteenth, and uh, Jamie Fox, and Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> you don't listen to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> fun facts about me. See, I share my birthday with my like youngest brother, but we were born five years oh. apart. No, don't like that. Uh, that sucks. No, we had don't to share birthdays like every year. That it Fuck was really good. I'm in the same boat. My sister is two days, three days after mine. I'm the December 18th. She's the 21st, and then we got Christmas four days later. So not only did we share birthdays, you get maybe one gift now and saving the rest for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Man, that's... Good luck having a party. That's <laughs> like any kid who's like unlucky enough to be born. In December, they don't get as many presents as the rest of the kids. Correct. Right. <laughs> I can't stand motherfuckers that be like, "Oh, you know, it's a tight month, so um, here's this one thing, motherfucker. I gave I gave you a birthday gift and a Christmas gift. Fuck off." Right. Right. <laughs> but you know, um, but tell us, um, so this film school that um paid for your cat, can yeah. you tell us about it? Yeah. So. 
it sounds like bragging when I say it, but I went to NYU. Oh, I'm an, they have like a, the, quite like a good film program. The guy says I'm an NYU film school graduate. Um, but film school is like, it's, it was weird. Cause film, like at least at NYU, you can learn the same things at any other film school. It's NYU is more about like, here's internships and here are these mm-hmm. random connections that you'll make. Like I ran into just because it was NYU just tangentially ran into, I have so many like little stories of celebrity encounters or people that I knew in school that are famous now. Um, like who dish, like, do you ever see a uh, Shiva baby? The movie? Oh, oh my fucking God. I love that movie. Yeah. So the girl, Rachel Sennett. Yeah. I knew her. She was a couple years above me in school. I was on a comedy team in school and she opened for us once. Like she was the opening act for yeah. us. So I can say that Rachel Sennett opened for me, which is not really true. She opened for my comedy team and this was well before she was famous, but I still got that. Um, I knew a couple other, a few other guys who are on SNL now. I have well, them in I, class. I, well, I'm like, ooh, but I can't tell you who the fuck's on SNL these days. So. Yeah, that's just it. It's, it's like SNL doesn't really have the same cultural clout it used to. It does not. But still, it was kind of like, it was like, we knew they were going to be famous. Yeah. We didn't think it was going to happen that fast. Mm-hmm. But that's how it goes, I guess, when you're when your dad's an SNL writer, when all of oh. your dads are SNL writers. Oh, a Nepo baby, huh? little bit little bit but mm. i'd be lying if i said they weren't funny yeah i mean so, i would hope you are yeah but uh, even like besides that like one of my favorite stories is like one time i ran into spike lee in an elevator and almost made him spill soup all over himself because you're that, that was funny my, my one and only interact because i was a crowded elevator and i bumped into him and then oh. i looked i looked down and it's like oh that's that's he's shorter than me i'm like oh that's that's spike lee so if I could just oh anyway, I got a question real quick. Well, yeah, I was. What kind of soup was it? I don't even. Re- I don't remember. It was in one of those like plastic Contenders. containers that was like clouded, so you couldn't see what it was. Uh, okay. All hey. I remember is that that was the one and only time I ever was in. Like I saw him in the hallways a couple other times because he's a professor at NYU. But that was my only interaction was with, with him was bumping into him. <laughs> oh wait, how tall are you? Five ten. Okay. So I'm like, how tall is Spike Lee? Five, Spike Lee is five six. I'm five. <laughs> yeah, I'm five seven. God yeah, damn. Okay, you're taller than Spike Lee. <laughs> I got one one more story that I just love to tell. Is there was one day when me and my friends were like hanging out in a lounge, um, between classes, just kind of sitting around, and then we look up and John Mulaney walks by. He's a, he's got like a baseball hat and like sunglasses. He clearly doesn't want anyone to recognize him, but mm-hmm. I mean, we all knew who he was. So he walks past us, and we were like, was that? said John Mulaney why was John was that John Mulaney and then a few minutes pass and then Amy Schumer walks out of the same hallway and she was like have y'all seen John Mulaney (laughs) (laughs) like yeah he just went the same direction you went and he she was like must have missed him walked away that's funny (laughs) never figured out what that was about no idea why they were at my school um just another one of those things where it's like huh I saw John Mulaney and Amy Schumer for two seconds. That's <laughs> Love funny. film school. Right. <laughs> um, so what are some of your favorite bad movies? Oh my God. Um, so during COVID, me and my friends, especially during the beginning of COVID, like the first few months of the pandemic, I was kind of stuck at home 
at my parents' house in Texas. And so were a lot of my other friends. So we would do bad movie nights like every other night. And we watched some real, some real winners. Um, there's like Glenn or Glenda was one that's the first ever movie about transgender people. It's from 1951. It's got Bella Lugosi in it. Oh. It's by Ed Wood. Um, it's like simultaneously like really progressive and really like backwards because they'll they'll go from like like oh look at how weird it is this person changed their sex that's crazy and then they'll be like well no here's the science behind it these are the surgeries and they'll be like, yeah but this is crazy right like it was really weird movie and then Bella Lugosi would do random narration um another favorite I watched uh who killed Captain Alex in 2020 oh isn't it like an african movie or something like that yeah it's um from wakaliwood it's this guy who he he made he just loved movies so much that he really wanted to make his own action movie but he had like no money he like built a computer out of spare parts and used like a cheap camera and just got all his friends to be in it and the only version of the movie that exists is one with like <laughs> with commentary <laughs> from just like some guy and I, I guess like that was just the way the movie was shown because the guy has like the best commentary. He'll just shout the word like, like movie during the movie um, and just be like everyone in everyone in Uganda knows Kung Fu during a fight scene, just like shouting out like non sequiturs. Kind of like so a much. mystery science theater. Yeah. I, also, I What else? I watched one just for the title. It was called The 41-Year-Old Virgin Who Knocked Up Sarah Marshall and Felt Super Bad About It. Yeah, I remember <laughs> seeing that poster, but I, yeah, I've never seen the I, movie. It's atrocious. It's, <laughs> it's like they got the guy who plays the manager. It's just like ripping off other movies, obviously. They got the yeah. guy who plays the manager in Big Time Rush doing like a like the milkshake um, speech from There Will Be Blood, just for no reason. I don't... <laughs> Yeah, terrible, terrible movie. Like the movies, like making fun of other movies in the two thousands, were quite bad. Like, yeah, the nineties was a fun time. We had like Naked Gun and like the first scary movie. Yeah, the first scary movie. I will go. You know, controversial opinion. I think Scary Movie Three is the best one. But you can get the fuck off this podcast right now. You can log off. All right. <laughs> That's after they did the Wans is dirty. I've only ever seen one, two, and three, to be honest, and it's been a long time. I just remember, yeah, when I was, you know, I just remember laughing at the scene that's like Charlie Sheen shows up and is like his whatever his wife is like cut in half, and he's like it's she's cut in half, and the cop just keeps doing like yes in half, and she keeps like she pulls like a stick of bread and breaks it in half, so just like all these <laughs> random objects. Uh, what else do I got on this list? I saw. I saw the emoji movie in the theaters when it came out. <laughs> that there's nothing like watching like the emoji movie is an experience, but then watching the emoji movie in a movie theater full of screaming children and they're like moms that don't want to be there. It really okay. was like watching it in 4D. In <laughs> like, what are, what are y'all's like favorite like bad movies? Like movies that you know are terrible, but they're still fun to watch. I love Hallmark movies, like unironically. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I, I I can eat that shit up for fucking what's, breakfast. What's the worst Hallmark movie you saw this season? Um, God, what the hell was the name of it? It was sweet. It was the title of an episode. 
Um, it was one with Denise Richards in it where she had like three scenes that I sh- I'm sure she filmed in one day. And basically it was like the, they had no money. So the, it was supposed to be like chefs at a hotel, but like the, the kitchen was somebody's loft apartment. And the plot was that hit the head chef. He needed one of his underlings to pretend to be his fiance. So his parents would get off his back. But it's like, he's an asshole boss. And it's also like, you're blackmailing your employee. So like, there's like, violations happening here. What, what are we doing here? It, it was, it was bad. These movies are written in a factory. Like, no, they, just... they are. They are. It's just, I wouldn't it's be ma- surprised if it came out like, most of the Hallmark movies are written by like, a robot. <laughs> yes. I saw an article, um, um, Dan Harmon, he wrote some a series of tweets there's like these two christmas movies like a twin swap or some shit like that it's got the woman from father of the bride um brad paisley's wife i forget her name um she has a real life sister where she plays where they play like twin sisters and there's two movies out right now but they're the same movie just edited slightly different yeah i saw that it was like it's like Pokemon Red and Pokemon Blue. Yes, yes. Yeah. But for home. <laughs> yes. I was like, this is like, I'm so surprised like a company has just now done that. That that feels like an 80s move, like some fucked up shit they would have did in the 80s. Well, you know, like like Clue, you know, Clue had yes, a billion however many endings. different endings. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> who that's, knows that's... which one you'll get? Actually, yeah. they did something mm-hmm. like that with um. Uh, it was a it was it was one of those um screen movies where like people were on their different webcams and they were playing a game and like the it was some shit like with the dark web um unfriended yes the sequel there's two versions of the sequel one version in which is ghosts and the other version in which is a cult and you'll know which version you have like at some point like something comes up and it's like either red or blue and that tells you which version you have i did not know that and i saw that movie when it premiered at south by southwest but i left early because i was like i don't yeah. I, I don't care i don't so, my friends get, who like sat through the rest of it it was like at alamo draft house where they did south by southwest and i my friends wanted to go and i'm like fine i guess i'll i'll go and then half of the movie i'm like this is not good i'm gonna go do fun. something else <laughs> uh, I want to ask which version you got, but you don't know. I I don't remember. I didn't even. I guess I left before they yeah. revealed which version it was. <laughs> I got I got the cult version, so it was it was fine. The Pokemon Blue, yes. Of yes. Dark. <laughs> but what what about you, Matt? I don't know. I was trying to think of a bad movie, but. I don't know. I couldn't think of one. So I just did a quick Google of best bad movies. And on from the list was like the original Mario Brothers movie. See I that? Like, I haven't seen that, but I really want to watch it before the new movie comes out. Don't do that. Do not do that. <laughs> don't don't tarnish this that this new this new Mario movie is my most anticipated movie of the year. Like this, this will be a fucking beautiful experience. We're gonna all go to the theater and cry. Don't tarnish yeah. your viewing experience by watching that. I I just you know I did the same with Dune. Like I I went back and watched <laughs> the David Lynch Dune before I saw the new one, just to like see how far we've come. <laughs> I did it the other way. Yeah, I, I watched the rest. new one and I was like, huh. 
Okay. And I watched the O and I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. Now I will see this new one, but <laughs> I got to see uh, Austin Butler be Elvis in Dune. Oh. Uh, who, which one was he? Uh, the guy that played Elvis in the movie last year, he's in Dune, but like, oh. He has basically transformed his entire personality to into Elvis. Like, if you find interviews of him before he was cast as Elvis, he's like normal. But everything since being cast, he's been doing that Elvis accent. It's a it's a method acting. He's trying to be like Jared Leto. <laughs> oh God, that's not that's not the rubric. It's not, that's not it at all. No, About no one should of... aspire to be like Jared Leto. <laughs> yes, sure, he is talented, but no. Yeah, he also has like a cult. I I <laughs> thought about that, but I was like, I don't know. Do we want to go down that lane? Yeah, I mean, it's good. it's documented. We have whole <laughs> video essays about him and his like weird island. Uh, Whatever. I don't I don't have enough brain power to think about Jared Leto. <laughs> you don't want to think about Morbius. I still haven't. I'm gonna watch it at some point, but I was not going to contribute money to that. <laughs> when it came out i'm good on never watching it so (laughs) is your pick mario matt um now i'm thinking about it uh i think my pick is about to be the movie i'm about to talk about too Ooh, look at your transition oh shit this is not your first rodeo huh i've been here for a while i've been here a little bit (laughs) um i watched the old way starring nicholas cage um it's a westerner movie where he used to be a basically a badass killing people bounty hunter things of that nature bad guy but then he meets a woman settles down has a family but i'm gonna spoil all of this shit, is this so. is this basically the, their attempt at unforgiven it's the it's the it's the trope of you know you have this john wick type of thing you have this so, killer, yes. yes yes who gets who he gets a family settles down bad guys kills somebody from this family now he has to come out of retirement and kill everybody involved yes unforgiven yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah because i've never i don't think i've seen unforgiven it's uh what's that old racist fuck's name uh clint eastwood the clint eastwood oh yeah yeah it won it won best picture in 92 <laughs> yeah and it has morgan freeman playing his black sidekick yeah it has it also has like i don't know if you ever played red dead redemption but it's kind of oh. i think red dead I think Red Dead lifted the part of their plot from Unforgiven because it's really similar of like, got to go back and take out your, got to pick up your guns after you retire from being an outlaw, you know, right. got to pick up the guns one last time, go bounty hunting, save are the you, family farm. Are you referencing that shitty ass epilogue in Red Dead too? No, that's what, <laughs> that's when I stopped playing. I'm like, I'm not playing no. as him. Fuck him. Oh, <laughs> but you then. You that missed the house been... building montage. <laughs> that should have been Sadie's segment, honestly. Yeah. Red Dead was one of the Red Dead 2 is one of those games where I'm like, oh, it's still it's still going. It's, yeah. It's not over yet. Like yeah. it's it's a long, long game. Like it's a good game, but like we didn't need that many missions, guys. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oh, and and for this plan, the plan, we just gotta follow the plan. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. All right, so Unforgiven, colon, the old way. 
Well, yeah, basically that's what it is. Uh, it's bad, but it's good. I like just <laughs> it's okay. It's okay to be like, ah, you killed my wife, and now like he's like a what's the word I'm looking for? He's like emotionless type of person to where uh, that's how he raised his daughter. So now they killed the mother, and now he has to go with his daughter to kill these bounty hunters and stuff like that. So I would say it's bad, but it's also very uh, good. I saw, I see on your letterbox here, it's got Nick Cage in it. It's one of, it's yeah. a Nick Cage movie. Yes. I enjoyed this movie. I was, I just needed something. I was like, oh, let me check this out. And I'm all for somebody coming out of retirement to kill more people. I think that's my thing. <laughs> Trope that always works. Yes. So I, um, We've been on this thriller for the last couple of weeks watching, you know, Glass Onion and other stuff. So I did a quick Google search of top thriller movies of 2022. And the one that piqued my interest the most, there's other ones, just FYI, I plan on watching for the future is uh, Nanny. Have you heard of this? Nanny. Wait, is yeah. that um, the nanny's like, she's black. And she's nannying for some white people and they're trying yeah, to... She's an undocumented immigrant and then yeah. she, she nannies for this, but then it gets to some mythical, magical stuff later on. Magical, mystical, Negro, some shit like that. Yeah, something like that. So, And then the other one was a Pearl. I Oh, see... yeah. That was fun. I like... Okay, I haven't... Is it good, though? Did you watch Axe? No, that's another one that was on my list. I, I, I plan on watching in the future. Yeah, I don't so like X, and so I don't want to see Pearl. I I would say that Pearl was better, and I think by proxy it made X better. Because when I saw X, I was like, this is cool, but didn't really like, you know, it wasn't really like impressive to me. And then I saw Pearl, and it's like, it adds a whole other layer to X, because now you know why the old woman in X is as insane as she is mm -hmm. wait um, wait they're connected yeah pearl is the prequel to x it's the old lady in x and then pearl is like that the old her, lady her has, origin story oh yeah. i did not know that wait so which is the best order to watch it? x watch x first watch x first? yeah okay but it's okay. it's designed so you could watch them in either order like breaking bad and better call saul like you could watch better call saul before you watch breaking bad and you'd still have the same effect of like you see the same characters and you see the through lines of I don't know. I thought it was cool that they did that and that they both came out in the same year. You know, we didn't uh, have to okay. wait that long between them. Mm -hmm. Didn't know that. And then the last one that's on my list is also Gone in the Night with Winona Ryder. Mm -hmm. Didn't hear anything about that. What is this? Uh, quick synopsis. If, upon if, not, at if she's not cabinet. doing Stranger Things. Yeah. It's funny because now whenever I see her, I think of Stranger Things now. But she had, uh, she had a whole body of work before yeah. that, <laughs> right? A, yeah, whole, a whole, a whole criminal record, and all you can think of <laughs> yeah. is Stranger Things. Hey, it's what have you done for me lately? This is what I think of. But no, I say all that to say that the movie that I actually ended up watching was A Weekend Away. Have you heard of that? A Weekend Away. The Weekend Away. It's on the Netflix. Weekend Away. Yeah, uh, it's about this. Uh, housewife who just had a baby. She hangs out with her friend in Croatia. They go out partying. The next, uh, they wake up the next day and her friend is missing. So things 
happened. She tries to find out what happened to her friend and things like that. I really enjoyed it. I'm not giving spoilers because I do like this movie and I do recommend people to go uh, watch it. Um, how do you say her name? Leighton Meester. Yeah, she was on Gossip you. Girl. Okay. That person. She was good. <laughs> She's a good actress on this in this movie. I, I'm yeah. not familiar with her work, but I enjoyed this movie. It was it was good. Um, All the top comments are like, this could easily be a Gossip Girl episode. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I haven't watched Gossip Girl, but right. Oh, sure. oh yeah, you're you're a baby. That's why. It's, I'm, it's on my list. It's on my list. I say it's good to the very to the, like the last. It's kind of like it wraps up the movie. And you're like, okay, movie is done. And then they added more stuff in like these last two, 10 minutes. And it was like, you did this. And now that kind of makes the rest of this movie irrelevant now. Matt. Besides that. Matt, the movie Matt, Matt, spoilers, dear. Spoilers. Okay. Because you're, 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 spoil, you're spoiling the podcast right now. Because you're, you're about to, you're referencing shit that you're going to say later in this episode. Okay. So basically, long story short, no, I'm not. I'm not. Out. I'm not asking for spoilers. I'm saying you're going to say those exact same things when we get to the end of this episode. Oh, we've no, been doing no, this episode long enough that you can just predict what the other one's going to say. Whoa, Wait. we we all saw the same movie. Right, oh. right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I heard you say it. Yeah, but it's just ah, fuck it. We're gonna go ahead. Basically, <laughs> you go through you go through this whole thing to find out who the she 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 does get killed. Who the killer is? Okay. And it's a corrupted police officer in Croatia. So they do all this shit, wraps it up, night little bow, and we're done. But then at the end, her she comes, meets her husband. Oh, part of that story is her husband cheated on her friend that got killed. Okay, whatever, whatever. So police officer kills her, wraps it up, nice little bow. And then like the last 10 minutes, she found this little bead that she gave her friend a day in Croatia. And saw some evidence It's basically her husband killed her friend while he was there but so it was just like we did all this running around they did they did uh surveillance videos and everything police officer wrapped it up and now no her husband did it and i was like we didn't need to add that extra part in there why what was the point of that so but the police officer minutes, did, though, the good. police officer did not kill her did not kill her, but he was an asshole anyway. So he was doing some shit he shouldn't do. So it's kind of like he didn't do it for this, but he got it for this. So it's okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> so forget the last 10 minutes, but the rest of it was good. Now, fuck the bullshit. This is what I came here for. So this is one of the if we if 2023 ended right now, this is the number one movie of 2023. This movie Puss came out too. That shit came out last year, but go on. Well, I'm watching it now, so I'm counting on my list now. Listen uh, Boots, The Last Wish. Now, I just turned this on because my son was like, oh, he wanted to watch a family movie. And I'm like, let me throw some Puss in Boots on. This movie is fucking phenomenal. It's, it's like, if you mix, like, uh, Attack on Titans with, like, a little bit of Into the Spider-Verse, the, the way they, they did the animation and everything, uh, plot is good. This is a great shit what they did with this movie. Great shit. I heard someone said it was like as good as like the original Shrek. Right. Them. That's how good it is. It, this movie is amazing. I've heard good things and our, our girl is in this movie. 
Well, one of our girls is in this movie. Selma Hayek? Uh, we've never... I've never said I liked her. I like her. That's it. No. That's just me. Flor- she Florence, plays, uh, Florence Pugh. Who? Florence Pugh. Who does she play? She's... Oh, she's probably Goldilocks. Yeah, she is hmm. Goldilocks. Okay, yeah. But Do yeah. I need to watch the first Puss in Boots to understand this one? No. Mm, there's parts you might not know where the relationship between Puss in Boots and Kitty Softpaws, but um, it's okay. You they, They'll get you past that part. Not, <laughs> <it's good. laughs> uh, yeah, I figured as much, but I love the look of the animation, the kind of hybrid eyes. Like, I'm really surprised that they went that direction of changing the animation style from the Puss in Boots that came out in like 2011 or whenever the other one came out. Um, I just love, I mean, I love everything that where they do hybridize the animation styles. Like I think mm-hmm. Into the Spider-Verse really showed how well that works. And now other animation companies are like, well, we'll we can do the same thing. We got this. Right. And that's where it was. And like, there's, like I said, Attack on Titans. You guys familiar with Attack on Titans is? I mm-hmm. know that that is a show. Okay, so basically, like, there's a scene where he's running on top of buildings. You have this big monster swinging things. He's black. It's it's amazing. Like this this movie is awesome. I gotta see it in theaters before it it leaves theater. I gotta find someone to come with, go see it with me next week because I cannot miss my chances. That sounds really cool to see on a big yeah theater yeah. screen. Yeah, it's good. I need to stop fucking around. I need to check it out too. Yeah. I get on it. Um. So earlier you mentioned, you know, you went, you got to go to South by Southwest and you saw a screening at the Alamo Draft House. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know, we're in the Midwest here. So, you know, we don't get things in a timely manner. Well, we, I, I am the only <laughs> one in the Midwest right now. Uh, so we just got an Alamo Draft House here. And so I went Tuesday and. What's Alamo Draft House? It's a movie theater chain. Um I'm not sure when they were established, but they're uh, they were started in Austin, Texas, okay. and they wanted to give you like a more premium movie experience. So you know, you get it's a dine-in theater, nice theater. Like if you, if people are talking, you can report them and get them kicked out. Things like of really? that nature. Yeah. yeah, they got really good food, and my favorite thing they do there is before. Well, they have food that's themed around whatever you're watching a lot of the yeah. time. Like they'll have themed menu items. And uh, they give all... me an example of that. Um, uh, I would have I'm, to pull some up. Me, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and pull the menu up right now. They also did this thing where before whatever movies you watch, they show trailers, but before the trailers, they show like commercials. old commercials and yeah. old snippets themed around whatever you're watching. So like last summer when I saw Nope, they were showing clips of like old sci-fi shows about aliens. Um and like oh, al- animations about aliens and like whatever you're watching they will theme like it's someone's job to curate that for every mm-hmm. major release and i just think that's so so much more interesting than going to amc and watching the maria same, menounos yes, do the newbie yeah, yeah. <laughs> thing. So, so uh i went to go see megan and i thought it was really cool like they had like old like toy commercials and like oh, clips man. from movies were like um um dials come to life yeah the food i'm trying to i'm pulling up the menu now let me see um it doesn't seem too i don't know what this would be themed around like right now there's a glaze and infused burger brussels sprout brussels sprouts pizza 
Yeah, I'll, I'm pulling up here. Like when they showed Midsummer, they had Swedish meatballs. Mm. Um, when they did Guardians of the Galaxy, they did like the Groot beer float and the <laughs> the Rocket Raccoon cocktail. Or Avengers, they had like cocktails, and each one was like the Time Stone, the Power Stone, the Soul Stone, mm. um, that kind of thing. That sounds cool. Yeah, where where is this at? Uh, City Foundry. So, yeah. do you know where IKEA? Uh, it's by that Midtown Sushi. Okay. All right. Um. So, like overall, I thought the experience was fine. Like my thing is, like at this point, like a lot of places have dine-in theaters. So, mm-hmm. like, the only thing that really stands out, at least for me, was like, oh, cool, those commercials. Because everything else felt, like, similar to, like, a regular yeah. theater. I uh, just, Alamo Drafthouse is the closest theater to me here in New York. There yeah. was a Regal Theater that was around for decades, and I know it was a big deal. They closed um, in 2021, and I know because I saw all these articles that was, like, historic movie theater yeah. in Brooklyn shuts down. So Alamo is the only place I have nearby, but they have their like unlimited pass now, like AMC and Regal does, where if it's your nearest theater, you can get an unlimited pass and just go as much as you want. Yeah, it's $20 a month. I'm thinking about doing that this summer. Yeah. They also do a lot of special screenings. Like I have a friend who has an unlimited pass and he said that like his theater in Dallas, they did um, extended editions of all three Lord of the Rings movies, like one day after the other. Wow. That's like that's like your entire day yeah 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 he also showed me like his theater i think it's different for different theaters but they were playing um the takeshi miike movie audition Mm. the one i don't know if you've ever seen that it's like a japanese horror film where a girl sticks needles in a dude's eye um no thank you yeah but it's from like it's from like 25 years ago so they just kind of pick random older movies to show Hmm. um what did you well, think about the movie? Well, before I, I, I mentioned that, so like a mm-hmm. funny thing happened. So um, as soon as I bought the tickets online, I got an email that was basically like, look, you the earliest you can show up for your screen is 30 minutes. If you get here any earlier than that, you can fuck off. And I was like, okay, Alamo Draft House, I understand. So when we got there, we had like an hour to kill. So we ordered food at the bar. And by the time the food came, it was like 10 minutes before our movie was supposed to start. And so we were like, can we just bring the food into the theater or what's the deal? And they were like, you need to cash out here and then you can take yourself into the theater. And I was like, okay. So we both got fountain drinks and those had unlimited uh, refills. So we cash out, uh, we go into the theater, you know, eventually we asked the waitress can we get some refills and she's like sure and she looked on her little ipad thing and she's like i don't see an open tab for you i'm like oh yeah we ordered we we did everything out in the bar here's my customer receipt and she's like okay so she took that came back gave us our refills and so jump till today i'm looking at my credit card statement and it's like oh hey cool um so this this charge just cleared at the alamo draft house 120 dollars. and i was like excuse me what now <laughs> so what happened was they our, our, our tally was like $60 you know between the two of us and they charged both my merchant receipt and my credit and my customer receipt because they had both oh damn 
yeah so i went up there today and i was like explaining it to the girl and like she did not give a shit she's just like okay I, I i was barely had the words out of my mouth she's like you want me to refund you i'm like yes you don't want to hear what the fuck happened so you don't think i'm scamming you she's like i don't care she gave me six dollars <laughs> cash and i was like well i'll be back but i will be paying in cash <laughs> but never uh, yeah Ooh. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah that i mean yeah, I, I'll be paying in cash next time I go. So yeah. But um, so I saw Megan or M3 Gan, and the movie is so much fun, y'all. Like it's it, you know, basically is hey, um the this woman, she has to be a parent to her niece, and she's like, I don't want to actually do that. So here's this like robot. She works for a toy company. And like, here's this robot, beta test this robot, and the robot gets smarter and smarter until it starts killing shit. And it's like funny. It's like funnier than, I didn't expect it to be so funny. It's not like a straight up comedy, but it's just got moments where it's kind of serious. And then out of nowhere, she starts singing Sia. And it's like, what what is happening here? She starts singing that song Titanium by Sia. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so fucking funny. Um... I feel like it is like an indictment on like parenting today because like one of the, one of the characters is like, you're, 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 um, you've got her with Megan all, you know, when will you be a parent? Like she's spending more time with the kid than you. And I'm like, that sounds like some shit. A person would say that don't have kids. Cause look, as a parent, I love my daughter, but I don't want to spend all my fucking time with her. So yeah, you go play her with that fucking robot just just be it's the guy's honest all right well yeah i watched it too and uh oh you did yeah oh shit uh, look at us did you did you watch it too did all three of us watch it or we I haven't are seen we... it yet no oh, sorry to report it but yeah no i i agree with you um she i mean yes and no like yes she needs to be with, with megan because you know like you said you ain't trying to i ain't trying to be with my son all the time too but like she was slowly Megan was her was her parent where yes. all the stuff that it's okay for her to hang out with Megan on some friend stuff so she's not lonely but Megan should not be disciplining her and telling <laughs> teaching her that stuff that's uh that should have been the job of her aunt to yeah. do so that's where so that later on where she does try to discipline her and she's like hold up you don't talk to me like that I want Megan right which is basically her mother yeah. yes yeah it's See, I ride. saw the the ads for it, and I thought it was going to be like um, the Spielberg movie AI, <laughs> but I guess it's not. No, it's it's a fucking hoot. It's a hoot. Like you, yeah. Will, but it's, I, yeah. I still, I don't think it was supposed to be that way. I do. I think it was supposed to be kind of funny, mm. like that part where um, a kid dies and the police are talking to the main character like the main adult character and he makes it sound like um he feels like that's foul play but he he's like oh no i've just brought that up because that was some wild shit wasn't it like right yeah like why would you say that if this wasn't a a comedy (laughs) Mm, yeah yeah what'd you think about her dance in the hallway i was so the very when the very first trailer came out and they had that dance i was like i'm here for it like that's (laughs) say no more movie say no more so yeah it can't it comes out of nowhere in the movie like it makes no fucking sense but yeah no sense at all it was like i'm here for it (laughs) well yeah i i I enjoyed i enjoyed it 
So um, last thing I want to talk about is um, I, I finished the Callisto protocol on PlayStation. Um, it's the one that's that was created by the Dead Space people. And it's okay. It's just okay. That was what I heard. It was like not nowhere near as good as Dead Space, but it wasn't no. a bad game. It just right. wasn't Yeah. Same. Like it's super linear. Like there's no side quests. It's a brawler, sort of. So it's like it's fine when it's just one enemy because you dodge and you do your melee attack, and maybe sometimes you can shoot them if you have enough bullets. But then there'll be sequences where they're like, okay, kill these three enemies. And it's like, but the game locks me onto one person. So I'm going to get the back of my head bashed in because that's not how this game, this kind of game works. Mm-hmm. And that then reminds the- me of uh, well, Mighty Number no. 9, the game that came out in like 2016 that was supposed to be like a spiritual successor to Mega Man. And then it just wasn't. And Capcom was like, okay, fine, we'll. We'll make more Mega Man if people want it so that you don't have to sit through another one of those. <laughs> this bullshit. Yeah. And then the game had the nerve to end on a cliffhanger. And I'm like, like you said, like, I agree. Like, what is the point of getting a game when it comes out? Because there's supposed to be story DLC coming out this summer for the Callisto Protocol. And it's like, I even if I bought the, if even if I pay for the game, because I got it from the library, if I bought it day one, and I beat it like when the first couple of weeks, I'm not going to pick this game back up in six months. I'm just not going to fucking do it. So what are we doing here, guys? Yeah, I learned that lesson when Final Fantasy 15 came Mm -hmm. out. I bought that game new. I was so excited for it for years because I was a, you know, a nerd. I love Japanese video games. I was so excited for Final Fantasy 15. That game came out and it was not, it was not finished. That game was just not done. And then I see... After it's like, oh, we added all these other features that should have been in the game in the first place. And it's like, why did I spend $60 on this game when it came out? If I had just waited a year, I could have played the finished game. Right. Now I don't want to come back to it because it left a bad taste in my mouth. Right. Right. And also, like, you don't forget the controls and shit. Yeah. It's like, like, I get it, but it's like, just, I learned my lesson. Don't buy games right when they come out because they're not finished. Right. But yeah, um, if you don't have to pay for it, Callisto Protocol is cool, but I'll probably play it in like a year. Yeah, when it's finished and you'll mm-hmm. you'll be able to actually see the ending. Like it was fine until like there was a part where on the planet you're on, like there was a colony beforehand. And so you get to see the ruins of that. I'm like, okay. And then that's when they explain what the game is about. And I'm like, in the year 2023 our, you know our lord and i in our lord's year y'all this is the it's the same story as dead space it's the exact it's the same fucking story as dead space this game was made by the dead space people y'all lazy as fuck didn't they do that last year with uh left for dead there was like another like spiritual successor to left for dead and all it did was make people want to play the original yeah i forget what it's called but i do know back, what you're talking I think it was about back back for blood yes that sounds right yeah it's why like the like me knowing like them basically saying this is dead space the story like why is this happening oh that turned me off yeah it, it just felt lazy but anyway um speaking of lazy what were your thoughts on velma <laughs> that's a perfect transition um 
Oh my god. Okay. So do y'all want to y'all want to start? Okay. Um. So you just saw the first episode, right? That was all I could handle. Honestly. Oh damn. <laughs> Matt, I mean, did, did you watch both? Yes. Okay, I watched both also. Um, you want to go first, or you want me to go first? Uh, let Ava go first. She, I want to see what she got to say. <laughs> now she, she, she don't want to go first. I, I can. I mean, I got, I got my little, my little post-it note okay. right here of my notes. I just, I mean, it's the same thing everyone else has been saying. It's just like painfully edgy. Like mm-hmm. I think it would have been a hit if it came out in 2010. Yeah. Um, but just that sense. It was like, it was like big mouth, but not over the top enough. And <laughs> I also just thought the modern setting was really weird because I feel like they got in, they're doing Instagram. They're talking about like Rachel Brosnahan's boobs and like making all these like current pop culture references that it's like, so is the adult mystery gang, is that like in the future? Like when, <laughs> yeah, I was just so, I don't know. And just like, just the the writing, the writing was not good. The writing is, uh, it's just like, I don't normally watch things new. Like I wouldn't have watched this if y'all hadn't asked me to, honestly. <laughs> like I'm always late to the game and watching new things. Like I still haven't seen Squid Game. I'm like over a year late on that now. Same. I haven't seen it either. But uh, it's just, it's like, whatever. It's probably gonna get canceled. If it doesn't get canceled, I'll be really surprised. Well, with animation, it's kind of interesting because like, since you have to give it so much time ahead of time, like they may have have two seasons done, you know? Yeah, that is true. But then it's like, I always think of Tuca and Birdie on Netflix. Nah, like they did got one shit. season. They, they did them so dirty. Yeah. And then, you know, over a year later, they went over to Adult Swim, but then now it's been canceled again. So right. that's never getting an ending. Something that Matt and I talk about often is shows releasing weekly versus all at once like the netflix model and in most instances i am for a weekly model where you know we can have like communal discussion each week like the old days like Mm -hmm. old television about shows but this is one of the few instances where i feel like it may have helped this show if it all came out at once because i i don't like this show this is not a good show it's got elements that are interesting like the stuff with her mom but I feel like this show is starting as far as it can from what we know the mystery gang to be and it will most likely slowly get them there over the course of this season and so like I don't feel like this what 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 they're doing with this show is a good idea to drip feed this like uh-uh. if, if they just brought it, if they just dropped it all at once and we could just see the season as a whole, perhaps it would fare a little bit more favorably. I agree. Yeah, because this shit is gomi. This shit is trash. Um, everything that you guys said, everything what everybody else saying, it, it's all true where I don't know who this, who are they writing for? I don't know their target audience. The target audience is not the people who grew up liking Scooby-Doo. It seems like the target audience is not people, like, I don't know who are they writing this for. Who are these jokes for? 
it's clearly not for kids. Right. Right. And like the adults are not liking it either. So it's like, who are you writing this for? And it's just not good. <laughs> yeah, just that's, that's, good. that's it's just not good. Like it's right. just written poorly. Right. And like what you said about dropping a whole season at once, I think that um like Bojack Horseman is mm. an example that I can use. When that show first came out, I remember there were reviews of people who only people who like saw in previews like the first few episodes and they were like this show seems terrible this is gonna flop and then they drop the whole season at once and it's like oh okay so now you see what they're going for at the end of the first season this show is obviously not on the same anywhere close mm. to bojack horseman but yeah. it is like yeah it's just ugh, it's just edgy for no reason right like, there's no reason why it has to be this way Th- yes 100 where it's like you're trying to be a, I don't want to say Rick and Morty or a family guy. Like you're trying, you're doing too much for no reason at all. Right. It's like, have a storyline, go there. It's like, you're trying to, all the stuff that what people like from these certain shows, you're trying to throw all of it in there and then present it to where it's like, it's not the point of the show is supposed to be entertaining and tell a story. Sure, like you said, the story could be there. Maybe, I don't know how many episodes are in this. Maybe, like you said, once we get to the finish line, we're like, okay, right. sure, that other shit was boring and it made no sense. I mean, it wasn't good, but at least, okay, I get the story. But as of right now, what you want to have is people not going are not going to go back and watch it anymore to get to the finished product. Right. And also, it's like, you already have most of the work's done for you because this is already an established IP. If this was like a new show where it was like Mindy's mystery solving crew, mm-hmm. sure, you're doing some shit to like get, you know, to make a splash. But this is Scooby-Doo. You don't have to try this hard. Mm-mm. Right, because every when they first thought it, it was supposed to be like a Scooby-Doo, but instead of just some um, nets and unmasking somebody or whatever like that you're going to get some adult stuff some blood some gore like that and keep it more instead of pg was going to be on some rated r stuff and then you're you're done but then to like throw all this other stuff in there makes it convoluted and it's it's just not not good yeah no bueno Mm -mm. (laughs) um so i am gonna try and watch the rest of the season and I'll just just I'm to gonna, see it's it's like watching a train wreck. It's like yeah. you can't take your eyes off it once you start. No, I said try. <laughs> I might I have will, to I like will too, but like you know me, look at Halo. Once once that happened, I hopped off that train quickly and you kept going. Which oh, I, I forgot that even came out. It was I it totally was, forgot about that. It was so fucking bad. It was right. so bad. You're literally watching this man commit a war crime. He had sex with a prisoner of war, like in the in the in the cell. And I'm like, sir, 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 what am I watching? I didn't hear about that at all. It's, I don't know. I don't know anyone who watched it. Me, you know me now. Yeah, oh, nice <laughs> I know one you. person. I got one person. All of it through. Yes. Yeah. Oh God. But yeah. Um. I I'm, I might just wait until the season's done and just watch them all, but I don't. You know how many episodes is going to be? I'm not sure. If I were to guess, 
I would say 10, but I'll see if IMDb has an answer. Oh, 10 episodes. Yeah. 10 episodes. So the last episode. Okay. So they're doing two a week. So the last two episodes uh, air February 9th. The ninth episode is called Family Parentheses W O Man. Is that a commentary on the trans community? I, I think they mean like the word like family man. Oh. Like family woman. Okay. I don't whatever. <laughs> maybe it's like a maybe it's like a family guy joke. But... Oh, actually you're right cuz episode 2 is called Candy parentheses WO man. It's just so ham-fisted like Yeah. That's not it's not funny. <laughs> it's just not funny, guys. Episode five is called Marching Band Sleepover. So get ready for some uh, lesbian illusions. I, yeah, that's just part of it. It's like the series, is like, guess what? We're doing sex jokes. We're doing pop culture references. We're doing gay jokes. We're mm-hmm. doing, yeah, it's, yeah. it's just like, ugh. Y'all want to see Velma and Daphne make out, but it's not hentai. Here, we got here, you. Here you go. And then they're gonna. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I don't. I don't have enough brain power to even be concerned. I'm like, I have more valuable things to think about than Velma on HBO Max. Now don't. Now I don't want to see. You know, in three months down the line, you do a fucking video on this. All yeah, right. I'm gonna be so mad if this series <laughs> turns out to be so good. Like if this series somehow like does a 180 and is like actually like a masterpiece. <laughs> they just had a terrible first two episodes. I'm gonna be so. Mad. Eat those words. Oh, I just gonna put that out there right now. If this show is um a masterpiece. I'm sorry. You will eat your hat. <laughs> no, I will eat. I will eat a hat. Of my choosing. Not not a hat made of food. Okay. <laughs> not one of those nacho hats. <sighs> <laughs> all right. So while we're all upset, why don't we review this week's movie, The Pale Blue Eye? Is it true? You once solicited a confession with nothing more than piercing look. With enough patience, a suspect will often interrogate himself. Detective Landor, one of our cadets, hanged himself last night. That's the matter for the coroner. I'm afraid that's not the end of it. His heart was carved from his chest. Another cadet is missing. Hope I need you to discreetly infiltrate the cadets. What is this? Blood, symbols, rituals. Oh my lord. Man will do most anything to cheat death. Where are the facts? Where are the simple facts? The truth! We are no close to finding who's responsible for this than we were a month ago! We are closer. It's only a matter of time. Um, Ava, why don't you tell us what this movie's about? So this is a murder mystery set in 1830 
in the Military School of West Point, New York. Um, Christian Bale plays the lead. It is based on a murder mystery novel that came out in 2003. It's got Christian Bale as the lead detective. Um, who else is in it? Jillian Anderson. Jillian Anderson's got, in it. It's got uh, Harry Potter's um, cousin. Yeah, Harry Potter's cousin as Edgar Allan Poe, which is not a spoiler. He shows up in like the very beginning of the movie. That's yeah. part of the impetus of this movie is that it's 1830 in West Point and Edgar Allan Poe was attending you West are, Point. You are still in my job right now with trivia. So I'm going to need you to just swerve, okay? Okay, okay. I can swerve. I, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a murder what, mystery. What did you think of the movie? Um, I thought there were some really, to me, it was very. Well, actually, why don't we do this? Yeah. Round table, positive sure. things about the movie. Let's go. Sure. I loved this. I thought the setting was really cool. Um, setting, I know it was based on a novel, but setting the murder mystery specifically in this very specific time and place that isn't mm-hmm. just, you know, New York City. Yes. Ambiguous 1800s. Like, this is 1830. Edgar Allan Poe is 20 years old. This is West Point. It is in the winter. So everyone is freezing cold all the time. Um, I really like that. Um, without getting into spoilers, I thought the climax was cool. I thought Edgar Allan Poe being in the movie was cool. Um, those are my favorite things. You said what positive and negative or just no, positives? just as positive. We're gonna okay. do a round okay. table. Okay. Um, I thought the cinematography was great. Um, the the costumes great. Like I felt transported into the 1800s. Like I'm looking at it and I'm like, I would not want to be there because I'm sure it stinks, you know. No, it stinks and everyone is like getting tuberculosis. Yes. And especially <laughs> like when uh Christian Bell was having sex with that barmaid. I'm like, mm, okay. Mm. Okay. But hey. Positive things, Matt. Um basically everything you guys said. Visually, um the act I like Christian Bell's acting um uh, through this. Um I like the I don't the lead up, the setup of this movie. Um, I thought that was well done how they did that. Um, and like thrillers, him going through, finding evidence, questioning people, all the process like that. Also, I liked uh, uh, as a military person myself, I like the little stuff of like uh, who relieved you from watch. Because you have to be relieved by somebody. And then he was like, uh, did you see who it was? And he was like, uh, no, it was dark. And I was just thinking, yeah, I don't give a fuck who relieves me. I just need somebody to relieve me. So I, can go to sleep. <laughs> so I felt that in my, I felt that one. Um, but yeah, those are important stuff I enjoyed. All right. Negative. And you can spoil the shit out of this if you all please. Um, I mean, I y'all are welcome to. I this shit also, was long yeah. as fuck. It this was, shit was long. Yeah. I kind of wish that I'd done the Netflix like 1.25 times speed for some parts. Because <laughs> it was just a lot of dudes like sitting around. Yeah. Talking. Um, this awoke a memory I didn't even know I had. I went to West Point once when I was a kid. I had totally forgotten about it. I was like 11 years old and my parents took me there for 4th of July to see the fireworks. And I had forgotten that even happened until I watched this movie. 
Um, doesn't look like that anymore, obviously. Uh, also, the whole movie, I was just so, and this is my my film school brain thinking, but I was just thinking about how cold the crew must have been filming all those scenes outside in the snow at night. Like that, I'm sure they just had the best time, just the, the best time <laughs> being told, hey, we got to do two weeks in a row at night in, I think it was shot in like rural Pennsylvania. Yeah. Like, oh God, I'm just imagining like having to carry the cold metal of the like lights, having to stand <laughs> there in the cold and like put all those up. It's just. And mm-hmm. then Christian no. Bale yells at you because you have your cell phone out. Yep. Yep. And they had COVID, you know, that was shot last year. So they still had COVID protocols to worry about too. Yeah. Oh man, you outside, it's cold. You got a mask on and you wear glasses. Terrible. <laughs> it's hard. Fucking terrible. So for me, once I got done, I went to my notes and I wrote, blue eyes equals mind cage. <laughs> now, if you remember when I talked about the Martin Lawrence movie, Mind Cage, and I was like, it's this great thriller all the way through. You're trying to figure out who done it, this, this, this. And then at the very end, they throw in some supernatural shit. And you're like, what? This is the same thing where you're going through, you try to figure out, and he throws some supernatural stuff in there. I don't like that. I if you're doing a thriller, I like to be on the road on the alongside trying to figure out who done it, who did this and everything and you throw some especially if you if this is not established that supernatural shit is going on that to the very end, I don't like that. It, it ruins the movie mm-hmm. for me. Cuz I can't guess I couldn't guess that this that she was talking to the dead and all this other stuff. So so that's where you have the that's where you have Umbridge, not with the oh oh actually Christian Bell's the killer the whole time. Well, no, that, that was him washing the blood it. off his hands at the beginning. Well, no, that but that goes along to what we what I said earlier about. I know, the, uh, I know. That's why I was like, right. don't do that. I, mean, I was going through it. I was going through my notes, but yeah. So it's just it was good with the layout and questioning things like that, but it's like we we had it wrapped up and you want to throw some more stuff in some supernatural stuff in there. But I do like the guy, the actor who played, uh, Edgar Allan Poe, mm-hmm. Harry Potter's cousin. Yeah. He was acting, acting in this, like yeah, his, was, yeah. his, his, uh, his facial expression, the way he was wording things, he was acting on this one. Yeah. 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 I fully believe that that's how Edgar Allan Poe talked, yeah, maybe talked right. in real life. Like he, he must've studied. Um, yes. Yes. Must have studied him a bunch to get that down. Let me get sorry. Harry Melling. I want to get the actor's mm-hmm. name right. Yeah, he was acting his ass off. Hmm. All right. So it sounds like none of us really liked this movie. I thought it was okay. I mean, it, it came out on Netflix. You know, it, they yeah. put it out. They put it on Netflix on January 6th. They knew like this is a solid three out of five. This is a <laughs> this is a six out of ten. Right. It's not a bad movie. It's just, it's just, it's a movie. Yeah. It's like, all right. We, we sat here. I was, I was there. (laughs) I was present. It it came out and I, I clicked the button. Yeah. Netflix. I left my little letterboxd review. Yes. Um, what, what do you two think the, Rotten Tomato score of the pale blue eyes. Audience or critic score? Critic score. 
we're critics. We are the three of us are critics. What what did <sighs> our fellow critics say? I'm gonna mm. guess somewhere around sixty percent. Okay. I will go seventy-five. Sixty-four percent with oh, a seventy-two percent wow. audience score. Okay, that's about what I expected. All right, trivia, trivia. The cast of The Pale Blue Eye is made up predominantly of European actors. Out of the 29 credited actors, how many are American-born? A, zero. B, less than seven. C, eight. Or D, more than eight. I, I, that, just, just so y'all know, I put that in there to fuck with y'all. Zero. I'm going to say less than seven. There has to have been some more than eight so oh. the actual answer is 11 now i i wrote i i wrote this in here there's two actors that are you could you would put asterisks by them one of which is jillian anderson because she is technically american like she's born in america but she was raised in europe so there's two actors born in america but raised overseas but the answer is 11 it could be nine but the answer is 11 so yeah too many they're still in our fucking jobs Yes. Yeah, but that costs extra because you gotta fly them. Right. Well, you gotta fly them over here. Get to visas be in a movie. and shit. Yeah. Yeah. I worked on when I was in film school. There was one summer where I worked on a movie that um, three of the leads were British. Mm -hmm. Two. No, maybe it was two of the leads were British. It was John Boyega and Bill Skarsgård. Oh. And uh, was that that that's that violent sword? What the fuck was that movie called? naked singularity that's it that's it that's yeah it. it was so i don't know how much i mean that movie came out oh, that movie was it's a COVID movie yeah well what happened was that it was filmed um summer of 2019 and we knew working on it like oh they're gonna have to do reshoots there's no way that they're not gonna have to do reshoots because a lot of this doesn't make any sense they're gonna have to add more scenes and they were going to do reshoots and then COVID happened and they could never get the actors back to do reshoots and so the movie was kind of unfinished and they kind of just dumped it straight to video on demand and just pretended like it never happened which yeah was disappointing because you know i had fun working on it that was a fun summer it just sucks that the movie kind of yeah. wasn't finished yeah it, it wasn't finished like watching it after it came out i'm like there's scenes missing there's whole scenes like they just cut from the climax and then the cops are coming and then they just cut to like, he's already escaped and they just don't show like how he got away from, it's just things like that where it's like, there's just huge holes. I'm like, this is not a finished movie. Now that you mentioned that, like thinking about that is like when you work on a movie or something and you're like, and you, then you later on, you watch the movie and you're like, we shot this. Why is this in the movie? Yeah. <laughs> thing where it's like, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was one of those cases. And that was another case where it was like, they're going to have to add more scenes and they didn't get a chance to. That's really a shame. But I think that's the the risk of any time you have to bring actors in from Britain to be in an American movie. Like you kind of have to account for that a little bit. But they act so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have to get them. All right, the, you know, prestige. All right, so trivia dump. Um... In the film, Edgar promises to honor Landor by including him in a future story. 
Poe's final short story is entitled Landor's Cottage. The pub owner, owner is named Benny. This marks the tavern as Benny's Haven, a well-known and long-run establishment in the village of Buttermilk Falls, now Highland Falls, adjacent to West Point. The tavern existed from the early days of the Academy, and as of the movie's release, a bar using this historic name still exists in Highland Falls, New York. And lastly, um, that somebody spoiled, <laughs> Edgar Allan Poe actually attended West Point for a while around 1830 and, has, and had already seen the first of his poetry published when he was there. See, that part I didn't know. And I was like, I should look this up. And I was like, nah, it's probably going to be on the trivia. Yeah. yeah. I also, another bit of trivia that I saw was that um, John Fetterman, Senator John Fetterman had a cameo in the movie. The guy oh, who yeah. beat Dr. Oz in the election last year. What, oh. for, for New York Senate? Pennsylvania Senate. Oh, that makes he sense. He was, yeah, he beat Dr. Oz. He had a cameo in the movie. I read he was like in the tavern somewhere. He's the somewhere, dude who like somewhere. he's bald and has like huge big facial hair guy. Apparently Christian Bale put him in because he met him before and was like, "You would fit in in the scene. Be in. <laughs> you want to come? Okay. You yeah. want to be in a movie? You huh? want to be in the movie?" <laughs> Sender was like, "Yeah, sure, I guess." Um, yeah, and and this is gonna be on a net on Netflix too. That's the platform I want to be on. Yeah, if you're gonna be on a gonna be in a movie may as well be in a netflix one be in one single movie make it one where people are gonna see it are they though the way that they just dump shit and just walk away set it on fire well depends on the movie i guess leave it to die yeah netflix kind of that's not the platform you want your property to be on yeah maybe i want maybe for an hbo movie if i'm gonna I mean, that, look, that's the gold standard. We all can't, we, we can't be a HBO movie at no. best, at best a Hulu original. You don't want to be on, you don't want to be on, on Disney plus. It depends. Cause if it's not star Wars or Marvel, nobody watching this shit. <laughs> well, you, you didn't see the uh, high school musical, the musical, the series. I actually watched <laughs> season one. I hated every bit of it but i watch every week just like i'm gonna watch every week of elma yeah there's some things that's like well yeah i've come this far you know i was more referencing willow like nobody's watching that oh yeah that's that's a national treasure tv show nobody's watching that my yeah it's during christmas tv show yeah what? Catherine zeta jones is the bad guy oh Nicholas Cage. That's what I was thinking of. Okay, yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just give me National Treasure 3 with Nick Cage. Like, why no. are we? No. He's right. gotta make he's gotta make Unforgiven part two. Right. Of course. No, nah, he can't. He dies in that movie. <laughs> Spoilers. Damn. Hey, I now, now, now I don't want to watch it. <laughs> we we at the end of the show now. <laughs> but uh this was a lot of fun, and I genuinely appreciate you going into your spam messages on Instagram and hitting accept when I sent you a message. I am, listen, I am so new to YouTube. I only, I got monetization on my channel like a week ago. Congratulations, so by the this way. This is, this is, thank you. I'm so excited. This is, this is a new game for me. So maybe, maybe if I, if I become more successful, maybe I will have to like 
filter messages a little more, but I'm not getting that many messages. So you aren't you know. getting that you aren't getting that uh promoter that wants to elevate your um your your uh, oh, followers. Yes. Elevate my follower count. I, I did get yeah. some of those, but those actually go in my Instagram. They have like a hidden messages thing yeah. where if it looks like a promoter thing, they're like, Mm-mm. no. Can you please promote your product? And also if you have any sure. shows coming up. Yeah. Um so please, you know, like and subscribe. My name is Evasive on YouTube. I've started working on my next video essay. I um, I'm doing a political topic. I watched Bedtime for Bonzo. That is a movie where Ronald Reagan adopts a chimpanzee. Um, that is going to be my next video essay topic. Yeah, it's real. Oh. And the, I mean, not to spoil my own video, but there's a little bit of conspiracy because the chimpanzee almost killed Ronald Reagan on set. And then like, all, like it grabbed him by the tie and almost suffocated him. And then the monkey ironically died of suffocation itself from smoke inhalation uh, like a week after the movie came out. Are you saying that Jeffrey Epstein did not commit suicide? <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm saying the, the Reagan equivalent of this. Like I'm not saying that Reagan set that fire, you know, just like how... <laughs> You know, just like how Reagan didn't know anything about the Iran-Contra affair. Okay, obviously. Obviously, we totally didn't put crack in the Black community. That wasn't a thing. (laughs) Yeah, Reagan, obviously innocent, you know, couldn't have happened. God, I'm getting getting political. I just, I'm like, if I'm going to, you know, my last video generated a bunch of views and some of those views were people hate watching it because they hated my opinion so I'm like if I'm gonna make it on YouTube I just gotta get more controversial I gotta are come you, out the gate with a video about Ronald Reagan are you the YouTube equivalent of Elma no <laughs> <laughs> and, and also how dare you right <laughs> it's the end of the show right nobody's listening anymore <laughs> but all right uh so you're on YouTube yep I'm evasive on YouTube and if you live in the New York City area my stage name is Nicole Ava. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, Nicole underscore Ava underscore. I post whenever I'm performing. So like my next, I mean, this will be after no. this video comes out, but I'm doing a, a show on the upper, on the upper east side on Tuesday. Oh yeah. That um, would, that's the past at this point. Yeah. But I'm always, I'm, I'm getting booked for shows. I'm doing things. I can be funny sometimes um, on stage. It's always, I have fun with it. I really enjoy messing with my audience. That's kind of my favorite thing to do in, in stand-up now is just really screw with the audience. Like I do this bit now where I tell my audience, like, I don't know how to have sex. And then I'm like, does anyone in here, like, is anyone here good at sex? If you're good at sex, raise your hand. And I get people to raise their hand. And I'm like, okay, keep your hand raised. And I go out into the audience and I like, I'm like, okay, what's your name? And oh wait, you want me to play? Here, I'll play. Yes, my name's Chad. I'll like, play. Okay, Chad. So you said you're good at sex. Yes. Give tell me why you're good at sex. And then they got to answer in front of a whole audience. And then if they don't, it's like, well, then why'd you raise your hand? Did you just lie to did you just lie to all of us? I want attention. <laughs> Make it awkward. Make it really awkward for the whole audience. And then they laugh. Well, yeah, I wish you um much success. You was funny and entertaining on this, so I can only assume you are that on stage. So I wish you success. I want to see you on some SNLs. 
So when you get big and famous and you have your own Netflix stand up, I'm be like, she's I'm, on our podcast. I'm slide, get- slide your boys some tickets. All right. <laughs> give me, give me like five or six years. Maybe, maybe I can do that. It's a, it's a slow ladder. You got to climb the ladder to get up there, but right. I'm climbing that ladder. Right. But yeah, thank you again for being on. Yeah. We really appreciate it. Sure. And if you, if y'all, uh, want to invite me back sometime i'd be happy to do this again this is fun well we gotta see what your ratings look like first on this episode <laughs> okay. okay okay no problem i see but okay. but thank you so much for listening please rate like and review our podcast on your platform of choice if you have any feedback please email us at we used to talk pod at gmail.com like our facebook page we used to talk about this at work and follow us on youtube twitter instagram and tiktok at we used to talk pot also we need to start promoting our letterbox um pages matt mine is bow1213 matt's is oh mr king 0257 yeah so we got we're gonna promote that more uh and what is yours ava just nicole ava okay um yeah so we're going to be better about promoting that. But um, come back next week when we discuss the HBO Max original documentary, Call Me Miss Cleo. And like always, I don't know if this is a good episode. I don't know if it was a bad episode. But whatever you think about it, talk about it at work. Thank you for listening. <laughs>